Welcome in to an emergency edition of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And no, this is not going to be your normal show. Hey, one of the benefits of quitting your job and working for yourself is you got to set your own hours and you got to put out the content when there's news. So uh, we have some news from Columbia. Unfortunate news. Luke Doty injured in training camp. Don't yet know the severity of it. Let's give credit to this guy, Mike Yuva. I believe he was the first one to have it here, but uh, he confirmed Luke Doty had a, has injured his foot. Severity unknown. And, of course, Shane Beamer is going to meet with the media here in a couple hours, so he'll, I'm sure, clear that up. And then uh, Yuva updated, Doty has had a midfoot fracture, minor ligament damage, and they are not yet sure still if there's going to be surgery involved. And according to what I'm hearing, if Luke Doty has a Liz Frank injury, same injury Jake Bentley had a couple of years ago, I believe, in the season opening loss to North Carolina, that would mean he would potentially need surgery and possibly out for the season. So obviously we hope that doesn't happen. But uh, I'm hearing that, uh, you know, regardless, depending uh, on what kind of – if he's got a ligament injury – His mobility, Luke Doty that is, would be significantly impacted. And if it's his plant foot, that would be even worse. So obviously uh, not the news you want to hear if you're a Gamecock fan. Luke Doty injured. Again, we'll have uh, more on uh, his status with Shane Beamer coming up here in just a little bit. But what does this news, injury news to Doty mean for the Gamecocks? I did not think, uh, you know, there was not really a competition. It was Luke Doty's job. To be sure, the, the real competition was for that number two spot. And now, potentially, heading into the season, uh, that's going to be a competition to who's going to be the starting quarterback. And, of course, we got uh, former St. Francis FCS All-American Honorable Mention, Jason Brown from St. Francis. And then the true freshman, Colton Goitier. Uh, and I'm hearing good things about him. A lot of good things. Now, naturally, you, you would think the – the transfer with uh, college experience, I know it's FCS experience, but Jason Brown, you would think that he would have a leg up, but maybe not necessarily the case. Hearing a lot of good stuff about Colton, uh, they both enrolled early, both participated in the spring, so this is their second camp of their South Carolina careers, and uh, so I thought South Carolina fans would want to get to know these quarterbacks a little bit more. Now, both these clips come from spring, so uh, not necessarily uh, – Clips that have come out recently, but still uh, probably don't know much about Jason Brown or Colton Gutierrez. So uh, let's kick it over to Jason Brown first on uh, his transition to going from that FCS level to the SEC. And of course, I should note uh, if you're unaware, FCS, you know, they didn't have a 2020 fall season. They were scheduled to have a spring season. Some did, some didn't. St. Francis didn't. So Jason Brown, who Came down with uh, E.J. Jenkins, who we're all excited to see what he can do in the SEC. But these guys didn't play football last year. So uh, they are a full year plus removed from uh, seeing the field in any meaningful way. But let's kick it over to Jason Brown, who talks about that transition and talks about uh, his long history with E.J. Jenkins. Jason, what's the quarterback room been like in the competition between you and Colton and Luke? and Connor uh, and the, the chemistry uh, with you guys uh, so far? Um, those guys are great. I love those guys. I mean, we go in there, compete every day. We're, we watch film together all the time. We work on our footwork and 
and other things like that every single day with each other. I mean, we talk every single day outside of outside of football as well. I mean, we're really close. It's a really tight room. Um, the competition's been great. I mean, we go out there, not not even just on the field. I mean, we're in the we're in the meeting rooms with it as well, and we're competing every in everything we do. Just that's what that's what drives us to be great. And we know we know competing against each other is going to make us as a whole very very good. Gene Sapkoff. Jason, what's going to be the key for you adjusting to the famous SEC speed? Um, just just practice and repetition. I mean, I'm going against there's there's no bad team in the SEC really. I mean, every football player is going to be good that plays here. That's why they're here. So I mean, just practice and repetition and going against our guys every single day and getting used to getting used to our guys on the offensive side of the ball and then going against the guys on the defensive side of the ball is is going to be key. Because that's, what, that's what's going to get me up to speed as quick as I can. From what you've seen so far in practice, what's the difference between, you know, the Gamecock guys on defense you have to go against speed-wise and what you were used to with the St. Francis schedule and in practice there? Um, it's a lot faster. It's a lot faster. Um, I really have to know where I'm going with the football, and I can't make any mistakes. So, Because those guys on defense are coached really well. And they know exactly what they're doing, and they know how to how to try to get in our heads as well with mixing up coverages and mixing up blitzes and faking blitzes and things like that. So, I mean, I really have to know what I'm doing, and I really have to study them and learn as best as I can because it's fast and it's, it's challenging, but I love it. It's fun. Hey, Jason, it's pretty well documented how close you and, and EJ Jenkins are. Just how nice is it to be able to lean on him during this pro- – lean on each other during this process, you know, moving down south and – and just getting used to you know this environment, this culture. Um, it's good. I mean, I've been playing with EJ since seventh grade. I met him in sixth grade, so we've been together for quite some time. We played in middle school together. We played high school. We played at St. Francis together, and then we ended up making the decision to come here together as well. So I mean, it's good, just because when you go to a new place and there's a bunch of new faces, it's nice to have a familiar face in the room with you as well that you know that you can trust and. They're going to be, he's going through the same thing I am, getting to learn everybody, getting to learn a new offense, new scheme, the new coaches, everybody. So it's nice to have a familiar face in the room with you as you go through this. And as someone that has obviously seen him play for, for years now and, and really, you know, every facet of his game, what, what can you kind of describe about EJ to this fan base? Because I know there's a lot of excitement about his size and, you know, what he can bring to this offense. All right. Well, he's a, he's a legit six seven six eight, and he's 240 pounds and, He's fast and he's physical, and he'll go up and get any ball that you throw up. So I know that I can put it in his vicinity, and I know, I know he'll come down and catch it because there's not going to be many guys that can guard him. All right, and then the other guy competing for the job here, Colton Gutier. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not, but into the Gamecocks under Will Muschamp, stuck with that commitment through the changeover to Shane Beamer era. And he was instrumental in the, you know, keeping the, as many guys in the boat as he possibly could following that transition. Uh, he talks about that, and he also uh, talks about uh, his transition, his emerging leadership. And, you know, he's he seems, uh, you know, very knowledgeable and mature for his age. I mean, he's talking about leadership and huddling and the fact that, uh, you know, the advantage he thinks that's going to give South Carolina. And it sounds like he's one of the hardest workers on the team staying after practice to work with Connor Shaw. Uh, so let's kick it over to Colton. Colton, what do you see as being your strong points in your game and how you see yourself fitting in this offense? Absolutely. Uh, 
obviously arm talent for me. I believe I have one of the best arms. Um, and so, you know, I'm bringing that to the table with this offense. I also believe I have a really high ceiling. Um, in high school, I had a lot of coaches, didn't have a lot of stability. I had, I had four offensive coordinators, three head coaches. I transferred and uh, had three strength staff. So there wasn't much stability there. So it was kind of hard to grow, but now I'm in a stable offense. I'm with stable people. And um, I think, you know, I'm opening some eyes, especially here of how high my ceiling is and how much I can improve each and every day when, you know, I have stability and um, people I can rely on. You know, I can rely on Coach Chad. If I have a question, I can go up to him and ask him. Um, I know he's going to be there. That's what they're there for. So I think, you know, obviously arm talent for me is my strong suit and ceiling. I think I can be developed into anything that Coach Sat wants me to be developed in. I'm very coachable. Anything he asks of me, I'm going to do, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to execute it and get it done. So I think those things all together just, you know, is my strong suit, and um, I'm excited about that part of my game moving forward. Obviously, I have a, a, a lot of work to still do. I'm still a freshman. I'm still young, but I'm working, working my butt off like I'm a senior, like I'm a veteran. So I'm just excited to continue to keep competing and keep doing that um, to the media. But, you know, this offense is what, where, where I'm coming from, you know, running four different offenses in high school. Obviously, it's not a high school offense, but just, you know, hearing what, it, what it's like from other guys, you know, from past offenses that have been run here, they love it. And, you know, I'm loving it too. Um, like I said, you know, it's a step up for me, but, you know, just being able to play quarterback, you know, we're, 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 we're going to huddle, which is really cool because, you know, some teams that don't huddle, you know, your, your quarterback can't lead, right? Like your, your quarterback, when you get in the huddle, Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's looking at you. You have to be calm. You got to be cool. You got to be collective, be assertive all at the same time. You, you, get a, you get a really, really great opportunity to lead the team that way. Um, and that's what I'm excited for because another strong suit I believe I have is great leadership qualities. Again, I'm still working, still got a lot to work on, but I believe um, that I got those qualities. And so just being able to get in a huddle, um, first time in a huddle for me, but it's really cool how much I've grown and you know, will continue to grow throughout this process of just being able to look, the, look at the guys and calm them down and run the play and execute it, be calm, but be assertive at the same time. So there's a lot of moving parts to this offense, but I'm excited to be a part of it, and it's going to be something special this year. Eric Douglas said he was pretty, not surprised, but just shocked at how quickly you've been able to pick up some of this offense, especially a guy that's been here for just a couple of weeks. I'm curious, what's the learning curve been like for you, and, and how do you feel like you're absorbing the things that Coach Satterfield wants you to absorb? Yeah, obviously, you know, like I said earlier, big jump, uh, big jump for me. Um, but it, it, it's just hard work is really all it is. Um, and I, I appreciate, you know, Coach Chat and the guys saying that about me. Um, you know, I see that as for sure a compliment, but that's not going to stop me from how hard I work. You know, I'm not going to get complacent. Um, it's just been really cool to see, you know, when you put in the work and you study and you're in the film room and you're taking notes and you're, you know, you're in the indoor, you're walking through it by yourself. I mean, there are days out there where I'm in the indoor and it's me and Connor Shaw and we're just going through the script and we're just going through the script, just going through it. Every single play, every single play over and over again. And that's, that's what it's going to take. And, um, I, I, you know, I understand that as, early, as, as young as I am in this process, but I'm just going to continue to do that. Um, and really, like I said, it's just, it's just getting in it. It's just submerging yourself in the playbook, understanding what's asked of you and uh, being able to execute um, as best as you can. All right, so naturally, I, I mean, South Carolina fans, you got to be feeling rough this weekend. Let's hope that uh, Luke Doty isn't out for a significant amount of time, but it certainly sounds like he will be. Uh, but 
Hey, you may have some quality options here. Just because you have not seen these guys play does not mean they can't do it. There's been many a story has been told about a starting quarterback go down and the backup emerge. And, I mean, in reality, I'm not trying to down a guy that's got injured here, but Luke Doty was a complete question mark to begin with. So, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this thing shakes out. I certainly hope Luke Doty, maybe this is, uh, you know, just – we're all fearing the worst, and he's fine, and he's out by the season opener. Let's hope that's the case. But if not, it certainly sounds like, uh, you know, it's not quite doom and gloom down there in Columbia. It sounds like they got two guys that, uh, you know, one's experienced and, and performed at an incredibly high level. Jason Brown, like I said, he led his conference in passing over 3,000 yards, 28 touchdowns in 2019, completed over 62% of his passes, uh, while Colton Gutierrez uh, may have been number 141 he, he was ranked the number 41 quarterback in the uh, 2021 recruiting class. But as you said there, I mean, going through multiple coaching changes, uh, that's got to mess with your dynamic. And just, you know, the buzz in the building down there sounds like he's been one of the most impressive players here in South Carolina's training camp here uh, under Shane Beamer heading into the season. So looks like a complete toss-up at this point about who's going to be uh, South Carolina's starting quarterback if Luke Doty can't go. Uh, but that's the latest, and we'll keep you updated on this situation moving forward.